3: I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
4: Rise and shine, nerds!
5: Welcome to Episode 427 of the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd. I'm 18 years saved, 16 years married, 11 years recovered, 7 years a father, and 36 years a nerd.
4: And I'm Mo, a lot of things wrapped up in one small yet loud package, your very own casserole of a co-host doing my best to bring the best, but one thing I am not is good at
5: math. And uh, today on the show, why you can't beat the Christmas oldies.
4: Also on the show today, our Discord will debate a topic about Christmas.
5: But first, today is Tuesday, December 21st, 2021, and we got some holidays to celebrate. A
4: lot of holidays. A lot of days. Mm-hmm. Ready?
5: A lot of days.
4: It's winter solstice. <laughs>
5: first day of winter. First day of
4: winter. Uh, first of For
5: us. Because, like, it happens, I think this year in Russia, it happened on the 1st of December.
4: It changes?
5: It's different, in different parts. Isn't that weird? Well, I mean, half the, world, half the world is not in winter right now, which I always forget.
4: <laughs> Why do you insist on confusing me?
5: <laughs> half the world, it's like going into summer. I think possibly in Australia. Is that true? We have a couple people watching in Discord from Australia. Is it like getting to be summer where you're at? Or am I just completely mess, messed up?
4: I need somebody to explain this to me. <laughs>
5: What well, sure, has to do with the axis.
4: Yeah. Listen, I'm sure that it was explained numerous times as I was in elementary school and then middle school and high school. Here's the thing. I did not want to learn back then. <laughs> and so things that I should have learned then, uh-huh, I'm having to learn now. Okay. So I need somebody to explain it to me. Anyway. Also, it's my day.
1: Yeah. Yeah It
5: is summer here, yeah. Tristricians. <laughs> <Church in seven. laughs> yep. Isn't that weird? Merry Christmas. Actually, you know, it's more like what probably the time Jesus was born in Australia than it is here. Cause it wasn't winter. Anyway. <laughs> I'm okay. National Short Girl Appreciation Day.
4: Yeah. It's my day. That's my day. I am five, maybe three.
5: Five, three? Okay. Daydress five, five foot.
4: Mm -hmm. She has to look up to me.
5: Yeah, she does.
4: That doesn't happen often, (laughs) at least when you're over the age of 11. It's not often. Anyway, um, (laughs) it's also National French Fried Shrimp Day.
5: French Fried Shrimp. I love me some fried shrimp. Some French Fried Shrimp.
4: I don't think that I've ever called it French Fried Shrimp.
5: Because fried, well.
4: Tell me you've ordered yourself some French Fried Shrimp before.
5: Well, I think that's just the actual name of it, but you're right. You're right, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: It's also National...
4: Flashlight Day. (laughs) Because it's winter solstice. And where I am, you need a flashlight. Apparently in Australia, you don't need a flashlight. Because it's summer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.
5: Oh, my I'm gosh.
4: I'm so confused. It's also National Crossword Puzzle Day. Yeah. Um, Never been a fan. Look on the Bright Side Day.
5: Okay. Crosswords you do bring joy to a lot of people. Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to see if I can remember how to say this appropriately. Oh, do it. Appropriately. Oh,
5: please. If you say it wrong, you're going to anger so many people.
4: International Dalek yes! Remembrance Day.
5: Round of applause. Thank you. International Dialect <laughs> Remembrance Day. Doctor and, Who.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going.
5: I was just saying Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Holiday. Yeah.
4: Okay. And it is Humbug Day.
5: Yeah. Humbug. For all, for all you people who have just been so sick of the Christmas season and it's Humbug. still a few days away and you just, you're done. You're done already.
4: Do you know this that? This is your day. Humbug Day, though, is to remind you to not take out your frustrations and your scrooge on others. That's the purpose behind Humbug Day. That's what happens when I look into these holidays yeah. and research them. Also, I was today years old when I learned that it's not bah humbug, that it's just humbug. Bah is like when we would si- like if we were to sigh like. Ugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never like I never put that two and two together. Like, bah, ba.
5: humbug. Ba.
4: I never put that together. Yeah, I thought that it was one word. Bah, humbug.
5: Oh, I could see that. I could see that. But yeah, it's like the exasperation before mm-hmm. the exclamation. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Now we would just go. Sheesh. Humbug.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I really hope it's not inappropriate. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
4: But I hope every time I say it... A kid is always like, don't do that. Don't say that. <laughs> but they don't tell me th- not to say or do things when they're inappropriate. They only tell me not to say and do things when I'm being cool and embarrassing them. So you're
5: ruining the coolness factor exactly. of this thing. Uh, it's not your good. Huh? What? It's not. Okay. It's not, comma, your you're good, good is what he said. Got saying. it. It's Thank not you. your good.
4: Punctuation. It's important.
5: (laughs) All right. If y'all want to talk about uh, our arguing on Discord with us, which I'll explain what it is here in a minute, jump in on the Discord now, those of you watching along as we record. If you're listening to this on the radio station, you already missed your opportunity. Come on. Come on. While we're waiting on people to jump in, our friend from Australia, Tristan, uh, sent us a little message here on (laughs) Twitch. It says, uh, Google explains the seasons as Earth's tilted axis causes the seasons. Throughout the year, different parts of the Earth receive the sun's most direct rays. So when the North Pole tilts toward the sun, it's summer in the Northern Hemisphere. And when the South Pole tilts toward the sun, it's winter in the Northern Hemisphere. But vice versa on the other hemisphere. So. Got it. There you go.
4: It makes (laughs) Slightly more sense now, but.
5: Uh, all right, we, got, still very we got people jumping up in this chat.
4: Jump up.
5: Let's, uh, let's jump welcome up, them. jump up get down. Hello, friends. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hola. Merry Christmas week to you all. <laughs> oh,
2: to
4: you all. Oh, Oriole, you're like.
5: Oriole's it, mumbling. Uh, uh,
4: ooh, uh. You sound like Robot 3. <laughs>
5: Is that
4: better?
3: Yes. yes.
5: yes. yes. Yeah. All right. We got a whole crew up in here today. All right. Been here.
4: I've been here.
5: <laughs> so, question already? <laughs> well, no, we haven't asked the question yet. Here it comes. So, once okay. a week, we like to open up our Discord, backroaddiscord.com, for some of our back row buds to argue some of the internet's favorite arguments. And we want to take a look at Christmas specials. So, the question on the table what is your least favorite Christmas special and why?
6: Will you define Christmas special,
5: please? Um, well, I mean the the classic ones would be like it's or uh is it it's Christmas Charlie Brown? I don't remember actually the title. Charlie oh. Brown Christmas Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown Christmas, Christmas yeah uh, we got you know Frosty the Snowman, but you could take it all the way up to the newer stuff, like prep and landing, but basically independent short single episode type uh, Christmas theme specials. I'll even take.
0: If anyone says Charlie Brown, I'm gonna fire you. Okay. Oh
3: yeah. Uh,
5: I'll even take like Christmas specials from movie franchises just to cash in on the holiday, like Shrek's oh. Donkey Donkey <laughs> yeah, Donkey Waffle wow. Christmas or whatever it was. So uh, that's that's on the table. So worst Christmas special. We'll start with Ky because she's on the top of my list here.
6: Did you say donkey waffles?
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what it's about. It's about donkey, and it's about Christmas waffles, and I, that's all I remember. Oh
6: donkey, donkey waffles. Don- wow. Donkey um, waffle.
1: <laughs>
6: donkey. <laughs> yes. um, so I have to admit that though I have three children, I have not seen a lot of the Christmas special things. Oh, I'm more shame. I know, like I haven't even seen, okay, I'm 43 and I have not seen the Claymation, like Frosty and uh, Rudolph ones
3: uh, at all. Well, oh, no. well
5: the, original Fro- the original Frosty was animated. Uh, the only Claymation Frosty that I'm aware of was uh, Frosty Winter and Wonderland? Rudolph- no, Frosty and Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Yeah, I haven't yes.
3: seen that.
5: <laughs> which, that one's good, which is... <laughs> Bad. <laughs> so I
3: don't, I don't think
6: I can have a least favorite. So even though you called me first, I have to <laughs> bow out of this one. Aww. So like, I can't do a least favorite, but come back, circle back around for most favorite.
5: Well, go ahead and tell <laughs> us your most favorite too. Oh,
6: okay. Well, um, my Sunday school just showed the, the Charlie Brown one this week.
3: Yeah, the original one? Um, and he one. does
6: it every year as part of like a grief processing, um, and like holiday, uh, you know, how to, how to process how we are part of God's kingdom and stuff and shows this as part of his, um, presentation thing. And so I hadn't seen it in a long time and it was really seeing it through new eyes was really cool.
5: Can I, can I share with you my favorite thing about that special real quick? Uh, (laughs)
0: <laughs> is it the thing that you told everyone
5: yeah. on the radio? Yeah, we, we, we shared it on the, uh, the the nerd history. And so if you already heard so that, good. then you, you already it's know. So but but I do want to just share it again because it really is my favorite thing. And I've only known about it for the last few years or only realized mm-hmm. it for the last few years. Is we all know, like the character of Linus, he has that security blanket that he has to have always. It's, it's shown in every comic and every cartoon mm-hmm. and every everything. If he doesn't have that blanket, he's freaking the heck out and so as he's getting up at the at the climax of that special to tell the whole christmas story basically reading the christmas story verbatim but through memory uh he gets to the point where the angel says fear not and it zooms in on him a little bit during that portion and so when he says fear not it's almost off screen like you can barely tell that it happened if you're not looking for it but he drops the blanket And then he finishes telling the story about Jesus coming, uh, you know, to, to change the world, to, to save everybody, the whole thing without that security blanket whatsoever. It's like in that moment, he dropped his fear, dropped his insecurities because he was focused on the true, uh, vanquisher of fear. And, uh. I think that is one, I mean, we, we, we got into that because of recovery. Like we found that in, in our recovery process and we share that every year at Christmas for celebrate recovery. And, uh, it's really just a beautiful, almost hidden object lesson that I'm 100% certain they were completely, that was completely done on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. But I completely missed it for most of my life. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Okay. Don't
0: There's cry. So many reasons <laughs> why that is the best.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. it's my favorite. Special. Agreed. I
0: feel like. That would be that would not be an argument. We would just be gushing right. about how wonderful yeah. that special is for the and entire I, time.
5: And when I first, yeah, when I first wrote this, <laughs> yeah. I had what's your favorite, but then I realized, yeah, most people are gonna say, yeah. and if they don't yep. say it, they're just gonna be shouted down. So
6: well, but the one, <laughs> but the one I don't, the do I do watch every year? I don't watch that every year, but I watch Claymation Christmas from the '80s. Oh, same, same.
4: It's a yeah, yes, it's a wrestling.
6: And Anyway, <laughs> we, we have it. We had it on VHS, and we found it bootleg on DVD. And we watched yes. it every year since I might have style. to buy a copy
0: of that. Oh my Girl. goodness.
6: Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> I we were the That's only ones. Because it's music and I'm a singer, and it's all about Christmas carols and part of oh, the history. Oh, one hundred percent! Oh my gosh, it speaks to my soul. And the ones that I fast forwarded through as a kid, now as an adult, make me cry. And I just and the California raisins are in it, so you can't really. Oh screw my up. And the camels. I'm sorry, the three camels, the mm-hmm, dooby doo camels. Mm-hmm, that's my favorite mm-hmm. part every time. Anyway,
0: and and now. forgive me, but I am such a brat whenever that song comes on by newer groups because they won't say Wassel; they say no, every you. other word. And yes, it's just okay. like, I'm sitting here being this six-year-old brat going, it's wassling, thank you. Accuracy <laughs> <And> matters. <laughs> it's
6: just Welcome like, to the Why three and am show. I the
0: snob? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, sorry.
6: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk no, about it. You're here. wrong, that was the best.
5: <laughs> I, um, I've um, i never heard of this stuff. <laughs> Me I've, I've never heard a of a Christmas special that features the California raisins, <laughs> <I know. laughs> nor would I ever think that it would be considered good if it had the California raisins <laughs> okay, okay, in it. More than ever,
6: okay. I, just have to say.
0: I will say it's a classic. I will not say that <laughs> it's good, but it is no, a classic. It's, not, it's,
2: it's, it's, uh, just,
0: yeah. it's just fun. It's, it's just fun. Yeah. There are people that watch the Star Wars Christmas special with that much passion, and I hate that. So.
5: <laughs> oh, that one's bad.
0: Uh, it's bad,
2: but I feel attacked.
0: No, no, no. I didn't mean to attack. But okay. it's like, okay, this is something no. that is treasured, but oh it's so cringy oh so cringy all right
5: well Thray, well, since you're already since you're already you know oh, su- uh, su- su- Sorry. hosting the show uh what uh, <laughs> what's your least favorite <laughs> christmas special
0: well it's actually not that one uh my least favorite christmas special is um there's a f- okay in the series of of sequel uh, Rudolph's that they made? Yes. there There is a 4th of July one mm. where he and Frosty go and join the circus.
5: That's right. I forgot there was another Frosty one, <laughs> and too. that wow. is the
0: worst one in the world.
7: <laughs> yeah, you forgot it, it for a just, reason, Matt. I did, yeah. It is just wow. so
0: painful. And I was so scarred as a child because <laughs> the quality of the artwork goes way down. Dory wow. is just horrific because there's like multiple deaths that happen it's okay because magic it gets better but (laughs) you know as a child there's just these creatures dying in front of you it's fine wow it's just like what well because they have snowmen in a fourth of july special yeah. What do you oh, think happens?
1: Yeah. Right.
0: So what happens to Makes Frosty's sense. children? That oh, totally oh, goes well.
5: Oh, I don't think yeah. I recall the story, but you're bringing terrible memories. It is
0: memories. messed up. Yeah. Well, I don't
5: even think I have. <laughs> and, uh, so, and I'm assuming your anyway. favorite is, is Charlie Brown, right? Or is it the oh, ra- Raisins yeah. one? The California Raisins?
3: <laughs> the California Raisins.
0: <laughs> no, I just found another human being on Earth that, that, that what knows what about. that is. <laughs> okay. so, I'm like... Oh my goodness!
3: All right,
5: Brother... sorry I jumped in. Like no, that. you're fine. <laughs> that was very entertaining, Brother Ma. John, what uh, what's your least favorite Christmas special?
7: And we're talking about just ones that are like made for TV kind of Christmas specials, not things that released in uh, in the theater.
5: I'm willing. I'm willing to to expand the definition if you really want to get something off your chest. But typically, yes, that's what I would think. Okay, I don't I don't have a particular hill to die on. But
7: okay, <laughs> if it if it if it went to the theater, I would have uh, I would have thrown Polar Express down. Oh, that's a good choice. Oh, uh, <laughs>
5: yes. Uncanny Valley for days. Very scary.
7: Yeah, yeah, it was that was more creepy than anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, what about
5: TV special ones?
7: Yeah, the TV ones I love almost. I can't say almost. Almost of. The claymation ones, okay, but Santa Claus is coming to town. Ooh, it misses it misses the mark for me every time. I like I like the other ones, but not that one. Yeah, you
5: know what? I feel like it has some good points, but overall, yeah, I agree with you. It's pretty rough. It's down on the bottom tier for me. What about your favorite? What's your favorite one?
7: Oh, the year without Santa Claus. Without without question. That's, we get the misers. We're introduced wow. to the Misers in that oh, one, which yeah. is the greatest musical yeah. accomplishment. I almost completely yeah. forgot about that. In, the sequel in is Christmas. not good though. We don't we don't talk about that.
5: <laughs> uh all right, Oriole least favorite. Let's see. Um I'll call you by your name, Brian. I don't know why. I'm just so used yeah. to calling you Oriole. It feels uh, it feels right. It's, I answered all of it. So <laughs> Um, see, I'm not that
2: huge of a Christmas special watcher. Like, I have a couple that I watch, but yeah, that one that Thray was talking about, the Frosty, the Rudolph, the Fourth of July thing, that was just. It's pretty rough. Weird. Yeah, that's rough. That would probably be my least favorite.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> but, I mean, my favorite would be Charlie Brown Christmas.
5: I mean, it's great. Yeah. Um,.
1: I
2: mean, my son's actually watching Frosty right now. That's all he wanted to do when he got here was he wanted to watch Frosty.
5: Frosty.
4: Dude, I mean, that
5: the original Frosty the Snowman, I always forget how good it is. I really enjoy it. Yes. Like, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then in, like, the early 2000s, they came out with a new, like, a new one, but it was a sequel to the originals. And I think it's called The Return of Frosty the Snowman or something like that. Um but that one was really good too like i'm surprised at how good that one was
2: yeah like, i also it's... recorded for him frosty returns and i don't know if you ended up watching that yes yeah, so i've seen
5: that one i don't like that one as much but yeah it's still
3: not bad it's no. not bad not bad all right uh tad what's Hi.
5: what's your least favorite
3: uh can we talk about the Star Wars Christmas special? Oh,
5: dude! So the, f- <laughs> the first time I got exposed to that was uh, I'd gone to an Albuquerque comic convention and someone was bootleg selling it on on DVD. Now, and I'm thinking to myself, I'll never have the opportunity to see this. <laughs> 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 so I bought it, and I was I was more dis- I was I mean. I'm glad, I guess, that I, I saw why everybody hated it, but gosh, it was not worth the $35. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: I found a, I found a copy of it online yeah. one time, and I watched it, mm-hmm. and I'll occasionally watch it again, just because <laughs> it, it's Star Wars, but I can completely
5: agree that it is bad. There's whole conversations. <laughs> Between a family of Wookiees that you have no idea what yep. they're saying.
2: <laughs> Though I have to admit the Lego Christmas oh, dude. Lego Star Wars special was very good.
5: It was very funny. They, it was it was charming for sure.
2: That was good. I enjoyed watching that.
3: Uh, Tad, what's your favorite? Um, I I have to watch all of the claymation ones. Um, every christmas so those are by far like the top tier and then right under that is um uh the santa claus series with uh, the movies yeah the movies okay yeah yeah, yeah. i love i love the yeah
5: so, even 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 the the Tim well, Allen ones. The last two. Yeah, are, yeah. Tim the Allen last ones. two are terrible in my opinion. But I still love them and watch them.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're they're nostalgic enough that it's like I totally overlooked. I'll suffer like, through bad parts. I'll
5: suffer through the weird plastic Santa dictator thing. Yeah. And
3: yeah, uh, no, that one's the worst one. And yeah, the, the and the yeah.
5: very terrible time travel logic of the third one.
4: Yeah, the third one but, is my least favorite. But I, I. The can, only
5: thing that saves it for me is. Jack Frost. I mean, I, think. I
4: do like Jack Frost. I mean,
5: yeah, Martin Short does fantastic. In
4: see, and I, I can appreciate the second one because, oh, what is his son's name? What is his son's name? Oh,
3: Charlie. Charlie. I
4: yeah. I like that. I see where you're going. Aspect of the story, you know,
3: about him. And it's kind of like a Hallmark movie, the second yeah.
5: one, you know. Yeah, I mean the parts that are focused around Tim Allen's character, you know, the actual Scott Calvin character, I really liked. And the whole like convince- maybe that's
4: why I like the scene
5: that. The scene <laughs> with the teachers where yeah. he gets them all the gifts, yeah, all playing with toys, oh, yeah, uh-huh. that, that's
0: beautiful, yeah, yeah. cute. Beautiful. That one's
2: cute. I almost did crazy. say my least favorite Christmas special was all the Hallmark movies. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I mean, want to open that oh, can of worms. Of yeah,
3: uh hallmark movies if you want the worst christmas hallmarks uh look up john Philick. he's the director um anything he does is absolutely terrible i tried to introduce my friend to like netflix hallmarks and i'm like oh let's try this one i haven't watched it before and it was absolutely the most terrible hallmark christmas special i have ever seen i
4: am so disappointed in all of you right now I've also never seen a Hallmark movie There are
0: some really great Hallmark uh, Popcorns Uh, They're self-aware enough Nowadays that, you know, they call Out their own tropes and then fall into Other ones Mm -hmm. Um, They're like, oh yeah Like, I mean, there was one On the other day that was just like Oh yeah, like I'm gonna break a commitment Because, you know, it's the last minute That doesn't make any sense and yet they went with that plot point anyway. The dialogue of that was a stupid plot point was there, but they still proceeded to do it anyway.
5: I love how it's there's like, always okay. like some some very minute misunderstanding that threatens the One relationship. One hour
0: and 45 minutes, we have to have
5: a crisis. <laughs> yep. And then it's always rectified. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I still love you anyway. All right, I, Toffee. Yeah.
1: Toffee, okay. what's your least favorite? So I, I was thinking for a bit, and I was gonna go with one, but then something came to mind, and I was like, "No, nah, it's for sure." Okay. Um, and I'm sure it's very obscure. It's called the nuttiest Nutcracker. The nuttiest
5: Nutcracker. That sounds familiar, mm-hmm. but
1: I don't remember it. It's like 48 minutes, and man, if you have not seen it, you have to. But like, it's a Nutcracker story, but. <laughs> With so many other things thrown in, like man, I, there's like this group of nuts. I know that. <laughs> there's a grandpa nut, a child nut, and like a reggae nut. A reggae nut. <laughs> this sounds
3: yes. like it
1: is yes. a
7: Christmas spinoff of the Eddie Murphy Nutty Professor.
2: It looks it sounds like a Christmas like... Veggie Tales. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, it looks was...
5: it, it looks
1: exactly like that. Yeah.
4: I was gonna say it looks like a knockoff Veggie Tails.
1: It looks it terrible. Isn't. It's literally the description for it is the story of the Nutcracker, told from the perspective of vegetables. Wow. And Topher, I don't Good remember you tails. ever watching this. <laughs> no, I definitely did. Okay, what's your favorite? And I'm gonna go watch it again. Oh my gosh.
5: What's your fa- Is it both your worst and your favorite one? Your least favorite and your favorite?
1: (laughs) I don't know. My actually no. My favorite my favorite has to be like the original Rudolph. I I love that one so much. All
4: right. Specifically
1: because of the snowman and the miner
4: Okay, do we have anybody else in Discord right now? Oh my gosh. Was that Thray? We have one more. Thray, did you just say that? What did she say? Yes.
5: What did she say? Okay.
4: Matt, I okay. I purposely just sent you that photo.
5: Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can
4: you share like you did earlier?
5: Oh um, well, I mean, we're on the radio. That, so that's people, exactly what
4: it is. I understand, but the people in our chat need to be able to see this.
5: Okay. Well.
4: All right. I so, I oh.
5: Most people aren't watching because they're in the Discord. Because oh, that's way, right. Okay. We'll do it. We'll do it during yeah, the break. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to tell my story. Okay. All right. Here's the thing.
5: I'll share it in the Discord.
4: All right. Here's the thing. Topher was born five days prior to Christmas, okay? I gained 100 pounds during my pregnancy with Topher. I am not kidding. I am not exaggerating. I went in to have him at 208 pounds, okay? So um, Chris was at basic training for the last part of my pregnancy, and he came home over Christmas. He missed Tofer's birth by two days. He came home over Christmas. His grandmother was there, his entire extended family. <sighs> My mother-in-law calls and says, hey, we're going to open up Christmas presents on Christmas Eve. Why don't you guys come over? Chris, by the way, wear your blues. We want to be able to get a picture with you in them. And so- Which
5: is his uniform, if yeah, y'all don't know.
4: Yeah. Right.
5: military the dress. dress yeah uniform
4: yep so chris shows up in his blues everyone else is dressed very nicely i am 4 days postpartum at this point um i am wearing oversized black sweatpants and a way too tight blue fleece um pullover <sighs> While the rest of my family is dressed so nicely, it ends up being an entire family picture. When it was just supposed to be a Chris picture, it's a family picture. The first picture with our entire family. My brother-in-law looks at me and says, you look great. Very Christmassy. Bumbles bounce. (laughs) And quite honestly, that is Mo, what I, I so look sorry. like. I'm so sorry. That is what I look like in that picture. So while Rudolph is like my favorite Christmas special, I can't watch it without being slightly bitter.
5: Oh, you told that story a long time is, ago, is and I excusable fratricide
6: excuse. Wow.
5: Okay, uh-huh. we still have one person to get to. Tristian, Sorry. thank you for waiting so long. What is your least favorite Christmas special? Tristian. Tristian in the chat. Oh, he's typing.
4: Oh, oh.
5: Is, okay. it, is it not working? Is your mic not working? Can't get his mic to work. Okay, type it out for us. What's your least favorite?
6: While he's typing, I have to say that Lark also typed that she loves Claymation Christmas and grew up with it as well.
5: Wow. How So I lark and
6: it? I all have this trifecta, so anyone else who wants to join our cool club can watch Claymation Christmas. Claymation Christmas. I, 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 there you I
5: go. cannot believe I've never heard I've,
6: of it. It's posted in the Discord. Oh.
5: It's Straight posted in the Straight
7: to the Discord. California Raisins. Oh, okay. Yep. And, and I, I legitimately and, thought that that movie go. was... Um, wow. Wow. You thought it was what? Oh no! Hello. That's a that's I thought a it was muscle some muscle. sick fever dream from my youth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is. Yes, not legitimate. That's a legitimate you guys, response. You guys yeah. helped
5: me realize that. You know, my, <laughs> no, my my no. memories are accurate. <laughs> All All right, right, be Trish, a Trish, Trish and nickel. Tristan and Jed said his least favorite is Star Wars Christmas, which we cannot. We can't fault you for it. We really no. can't.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Toffee, that's, that's a knockoff veggie
5: Tales. It is really is. It really yeah.
4: is, yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: All right, so I'm going to, uh, first of all, I can't believe no one has no, mentioned. That, though. I can't believe nobody has mentioned The Grinch anywhere. The original How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the original How You Stole Christmas. Yeah. That's a tier one for no. me. Now, if a you were talking about bad, movies. <laughs> well, I like, I, I like every Grinch one? movie. I like both Grinch movies. I don't understand why. Yeah. Well,
3: I didn't like the Jim Carrey. I like them both. both. (laughs) The newest one made me cry. Like, that one is so well done. I loved it, yeah. I was so surprised.
5: You know what else is interesting about the new one? The new one is one of the rare Christmas movies that is not focused around Jesus to include Christmas carols that are religious.
4: Uh, mm-hmm.
5: like, the, like most of the Christmas carols were religious Christmas carols. Like we heard Christ our Savior is born multiple times at the beginning of that movie. And that's just mm-hmm. not done anymore. And that was pretty cool. Matt. What? I just had a realization. What?
4: We've been doing this for so long. We had that conversation. We addressed that entire thing in 2018 when
5: the movie first came out. Yeah, Um, but my—I want to give you my least favorite, and it's also—it's one of those that it's so bad it's good that you got to watch. And I'm—I'm fairly certain none of you have seen it, but it is called "How Murray Saved Christmas," and it is about a Jewish deli. Uh owner who saves Chris it's it goes into crazy because territory of
4: Christmas ham or what with
5: all the there's there's a lot of pastrami in the movie uh there's <laughs> there's all the all the holiday characters and whatever and Santa gets knocked out it's just it's a crazy cartoon story the the titular character is voiced by um oh, Frank Stanza what's the guy's name mm-hmm. Jerry Stiller jerry stiller uh it's it's funny but also just so dumb but if you can track it down i'm pretty sure it's on hulu i think um it's got to be on a streaming service somewhere but i'm pretty sure it's hulu track it down watch it at least once and then it can be in your worst and kind of best lists uh as well
4: (laughs) i definitely thought you were gonna say santa gets knocked up
5: no not <laughs> oh, no. that would I'm make rash. for a terrible terrible now terrible I'm traumatized <laughs> oh. uh, alright I'm gonna I'm gonna close the discord right now thank y'all so much for chiming in there that was a great discussion
1: Merry Christmas, Merry
3: Christmas.
5: <laughs> Mo what's your least favorite we didn't even get to do I, we talked about a lot
4: I don't Matt honestly I don't No. I really don't. I, (laughs) every time that I go to say something, I'm like, yeah, but it has that redeeming quality about it. Okay. Well,
5: what's your favorite then?
4: Frosty. Really? Hands down. The
5: original Frosty?
4: The original Frosty. Okay. I I love
5: Frosty. I can give that to you. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's take a break here. When we come back, why you can't beat the Christmas oldies.
4: Stick around. Time for hope. I'm fairly certain I'm not alone when I say Christmas is my favorite time of year. What many don't typically realize though is behind those eggnog lattes, decorative wrapping paper and twinkling lights, many are struggling. What is celebrated as the most wonderful time does not always feel wonder filled. As our calendars fill and our bank accounts empty, we can find ourselves overwhelmed with emotions sometimes hard to control. As we watch our favorite childhood movies or try to find the recipe for our favorite cookie, our hearts ache over the memory of someone not celebrating with us. As we watch friends partake in activities with their families, we mourn over the dream we wish was our reality. The holiday season is often associated with joy and wonder, which leaves those of us feeling opposite emotions, questioning our sanity. If this is you, you're not alone. Let us not forget, though, even in spite of the emotions, there is hope. There is peace, there is joy. When your hearts lean more toward pain and despair, take time to focus your mind on the promise found in the season, the true reason for the season. Just as the Messiah was longed for, you may be longing. Just as his arrival was anticipated, you may be anticipating the arrival of something, something to bring you comfort and security. I hope you find comfort in remembering the arrival of a savior is not something you need to anticipate. He has already arrived. Unlike the wise men who searched for good news, your good news is never far away. Just as Elizabeth's unborn child leapt within her womb at the news of the first holiday season, you too can leap for joy knowing Jesus is where we find hope. He is our joy and with him we have peace. No matter the season you're in, remember where your joy comes from, in whose plan you can have peace, and just as Matthew 12, 21 states, in His name will be the hope of all the world.
5: the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt.
4: And I'm Mo. Remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Backroom Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review. Do it and we'll love you forever. Last time we went through the top 100 Christmas songs of all time based on the Billboard Holiday 100 list. One of the things we noticed is that much of the list, especially the top 20, were full of songs made decades ago. And that's why, that's the way it is every year, right? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Why?
5: (laughs) So we're going to talk about, we got an article here from the Washington Post. It's called, All We Want for Christmas Is These Songs, and Here's Why. Uh, This is by Bonnie Berkowitz. She says, for a few weeks every winter, popular music tumbles into a time warp. Old school trumps cutting edge. Greatest generation artists rule millennial playlists. A 27-year-old song leads the pop charts, and it's considered a new entry into the Christmas canon. Twenty songs have ruled Billboard's Holiday 100 since the list began in 2011, and two-thirds of them were written before 1980. Uh, so we got All I Want for Christmas is You, number one, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee, made in 1958, Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms in 1957, The Christmas Song Merry Christmas to You by Nat King Cole in 1946, a Holly Jolly Christmas, Burt Ives in 1965. The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Andy Williams, 1963. Feliz Navidad, Jose Feliciano, 1970. Last Christmas, Wham! 1984. White Christmas, Bing Crosby, 1942. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Gene Autry, 1949. Let It Snow, times three, Dean Martin, 1959. Christmas Eve, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, 1998. That's a pretty mm-hmm. recent one. Michael Bubles is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. More recent, in 2011. Sleigh Ride by the Ronettes in 1963. Mary, Did You Know? Pentatonix's version, 2014. Most recent so far. Uh, Happy Christmas War is Over, John and Yoko, 1971. Blue Christmas, Elvis Presley, 1957. Pentatonix's Hallelujah, again, not really a Christmas song. 2016, that's the most recent. Wonderful Christmas Time, Paul McCartney, 1979. And Christmas Canon, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, 1996 so most of these 1900s Mm -hmm. most of them far back 1900s before we were born at least Uh, a handful of them from the most recent few decades Mm -hmm. but still overwhelming old
4: (laughs) wow yes yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: So what's going on here? The answer is nostalgia, mm-hmm. said literally every person contacted for this story.
4: Uh, All John, two people. No, I'm just kidding.
5: John Bennett, a professor of musicology at a Berkeley College of Music, says, generally, popular music is about putting yourself out there. New relationships, new beginnings, being young and single and dancing Christmas music is almost the reverse of that, conceptually and lyrically. It's all about homecoming, nostalgia, looking back to a more innocent time in one's life or cultural history. Uh, We could argue nonstop about what constitutes the holiday canon, but the top of the top is pretty clear and pretty old. Most were written in the 1970s or earlier, and many of the most popular versions of those songs were released that long ago as well. Only three of the most popular 20 songs were released this century, and all... Uh, are covers of much older songs. So only three on that list,
1: mm-hmm.
5: uh, cover or not, came out in this century. <laughs> uh, Pentatolic's cover of Hallelujah is the newest song on the list. Again, the oldest song on the list was Bing Crosby's White Christmas in 1942. Also, it's a pretty good movie. I don't really like those old movies all that much, but I like White Christmas.
4: It is one of my favorites.
5: <laughs> Holiday music uh, burrows. <laughs> Uh, anyway. into a sweet spot in our brains wiring says uh brian rabinovitz a lecturer at the college of william and mary whose expertise is a is a neuroscience of music all music can stimulate the brain's pre- pleasure centers he said but holiday music can evoke treasured memories on top of that courtesy of the brain's filing system Tonal patterns, autobiographical events are processed in overlapping regions of the medical prefrontal cortex. So we're talking about full-on brain science here. This is brain surgery. Uh, that means that even though you might be into avant-garde jazz, death metal, or emo the rest of the year, you may involuntarily turn to mush when you hear White Christmas because your brain associates that song with baking cookies in grandma's kitchen when you were 6
3: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm
5: -hmm. Uh, some songs do break in uh, to that mix but it's a real challenge to add something new to the canon uh, because it's by intention not (laughs) okay if you're bringing in a new song a new Christmas song new lyrics, new idea, not a cover of an old thing, it's by definition not a classic that you're bringing you're not tapping into the feelings that everybody already has at Christmas. Mm-hmm. You're trying to generate new feelings. That's very difficult to do. But artists keep trying, and every decade or so, some people succeed. John Lennon and Yoko Ono did it in 1971 with Happy Christmas War is Over. Paul McCartney did it with Wonderful Christmas Time in 1979. Last Christmas by Wham, 1984. And, uh, of course, Sitting Pretty in a Red Elf atop all of the Mariah Carey CDs is uh, 1994's All I Want for Christmas is You. (sighs) It's almost like buying a lottery ticket and burying it in the backyard, said post-music critic Chris Richards. If your song ends up striking gold, striking gold! You end up in every rotation every December until the end of time. I mean, it really is. If you can break the Christmas wall (laughs) Mm -hmm. and get yourself ingrained in that rotation it will never stop Mm -hmm. it will never stop Uh, but songs that make the top of the list tend to have certain similarities usually they have short repetitive lyrics standard holiday themes they don't really have a lot to make sense of uh, or a lot of sense to make Mel Torme's A Christmas Song is just a litany of images. Chestnuts roasting, Jack Frost nipping, carolers, mistletoe, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and we love it. Bennett analyzed the lyrics of a UK Spotify top 200 streams from Christmas Week in 2016 and found 78 were holiday songs, most of which also show up on the US list. These lyrics, or sorry, the lyrics of those 78 fell into at least one and often more of the eight thematic buckets of Christmas. Uh, So these are them, Home, Santa, In Love, Snow, Lost Love, Party, Peace on Earth, Religious, and we added a ninth one, Instrumental. There is uh, (laughs) one song that tops the charts every year that also tops the top four of those buckets, Home, Santa, In Love, and Snow. And that's Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You. Uh, I don't care about uh, the presents underneath the Christmas tree. Home. Santa won't bring me the one I really need. Santa. Make my wish come true, baby. All I want for Christmas is you. In love. I won't ask for much this Christmas. I won't even wish for snow. Snow. Like, she, she got it down to a science. And I'm pretty sure it was by accident. Nearly all of the songs been analyzed were in a major key. 90% were 4-4 four, four time, and which is the most danceable time signature. Four beats a measure, quarter notes gets a beat. Uh, the average a tempo of 115 beats per minute. Uh, I mean, nearly half of the songs feature audible sleigh bells. That in and of itself...
2: Makes is a you, nostalgia thing.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> a nostalgia trigger uh-huh. you might not even really realize it's there, but you just hear that chin,
1: chin, chin, mm-hmm. chin, chin,
5: chin, in the back, and that gets you um oh, I was listening to what was I listening to there was something i it was something I was playing or doing that was mildly Christmas themed, but I just heard very gently in the background there wasn't even music playing but you could just hear the little sleigh bells in the background, and I'm like, Christmas. (laughs) Like it just triggers something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see here. So obviously the way most artists go to get popular at Christmas time is covers. Right. Cover songs. Yeah. Uh, Michael Bublé probably being the most uh, successful at this. Of the 20 songs that dominate the Billboard's list, many are covers. Because we're enamored with the old stuff, it's not surprising that the canon is littered with newer versions of classics. One of the most recent is by the current king of holiday covers, Canadian crooner Michael Buble, whose 2011 album Christmas provided 10 of the songs in Bennett's 78 uh, list that he used for that uh, chart. So what the album lacks in original songs... It, cr- it makes up for in production value. He's choosing very old songs that are very popular, but were recorded a long time ago. And so they don't have that like HD sound mm-hmm. that we're used to now. He's, uh, he chose all these sounds, did them in a very similar way. He didn't really change the songs up too much, mm-hmm. kept them very classic, kept them very delightful. of, uh, <laughs> Okay, of all the Christmas songs that are in that uh, top list of 78, Michael Buble has covered 13% of them. Like, that's a a big chunk already of any list. But, like, he's, if he keeps doing this, which I think he has two Christmas albums out now. I don't quite remember. But if he keeps doing this, he could be the king of Christmas forever. Hi. (laughs) So... What you want to do, and, and this is this is what I was saying, what you want to do with Christmas covers is you do want to kind of make it your own, but at the same time you want to keep it as classic as possible. And so that's exactly what uh, Revenant says here. He says, our brains feel rewarded when they correctly predict what happens next. And so with Christmas songs that we already know and love from the past, if we have a new cover, your brain wants it to be the way it was,
3: mm-hmm.
5: wants to follow the note pattern perfectly. If that prediction that our brain makes is wrong, we may feel discombobulated for a moment. But if the surprise is not too drastic, our brains might decide that they like the change. And then they're often happier than if there had been no surprise in the first place. That's why many of us like surprise parties and roller coasters, even though they are initially terrifying. It works the same with music. You can have your prediction violated, but still find it wonderful. But it's a gamble. Mm -hmm. Because if you make a little surprise, a little twist, a little change that you don't like, you've ruined the song. Right. Even if it's just a single note going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. That's why cover artists tinker a little but don't usually stray wildly from the original arrangements. Uh, The first raspy syllables of Bruce Springsteen's 1975 Santa Claus is Coming to Town, you know you're not hearing Fred Astaire's version from the 1970 TV show which was itself one of many covers of a 1934 song. The timing between words is different. Some notes stay down when your brain thinks they should go up, but you also hear those sleigh bells and you know the words, and, well, your brain decides that the boss's version is pretty darn good after all, even though it's pretty different. The original Have Yourself a Merry Christmas was recorded by Judy Garland in 1944, and this version appears in the Holiday 100 along with eight different covers of the same song from 2011 through 2019. So, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Judy Garland, Meet Me in St. Louis, 1944, Frank Sinatra, 1947, The Carpenters, 1978, Michael Buble, 2011, or I'm sorry, I went backwards, Christina Aguilera, 2000, James Taylor, 2006, Michael Buble, 2011, Uh, Jewel and uh, Home Free, acapella band, 2013, Cat Power, 2013, Sam Smith, 2014. Like, it's common. (laughs) <laughs> to just beat these songs into the ground, and yeah, we don't get sick of them. Mm-hmm. Now there are some weird songs, Uh like well, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas.
4: I want a hippopotamus want for Christmas. Hippopotamus <laughs> for Christmas.
5: Uh, Dominic the donkey.
4: Oh, that is actually one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I heard it for the first time last year at a light show. One of the one of the neighborhood houses.
1: Hmm.
4: Anyway. And I was like, what song is this? <laughs> I love it.
5: Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Grandma
4: Got Run Over by a Reindeer.
5: Adam Sandler's The Hanukkah Song. All of these are novelty songs. And they uh, they don't hit that top chart because not everybody can sync with them. A lot of people enjoy them, but not enough to really get in the top 10, the top 20, the top 40.
4: Which is kind of sad.
5: Which is kind of sad. But they do have their own nostalgia thing, especially when you heard them as children. If you I learned w- them as children,
1: what?
4: I was just about to say, yeah. if you were to pull a group of kids, yeah. guaranteed they'd make it in the top 10 for sure. Because those are fun. Yeah.
1: Uh,
5: up on the housetop. Up on the house. All I Want for Christmas, Two Front Teeth. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Getting Nothing for Christmas. I'm getting nothing for Christmas, because I ain't been nothing but bad. Mm -hmm.
4: Uh, I was trying to think of more. I can't think of (laughs) any more.
5: So uh, Jose Feliciano feared that his 1970 cultural mashup Feliz Navidad would never get U.S. Airplay because he thought it was a novelty song that was ridiculously too simple. Six words in Spanish, 14 in English, set to a Latin beat, but it is now among the most popular holiday songs of all time. And the only thing it says in two different languages is I want to wish you a Merry Christmas.
4: I want to wish you a (laughs) Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas.
5: (laughs) It's got a vanilla theme. It's got a peppy beat, endless repetition, easy to remember lyrics, and uh, maracas and sleigh bells. I mean, all of that in any other song would not have the staying power, would not even have the draw. Sure, of a song. But mm-hmm. because it's this Christmas song, it works. Yeah. Because we look for something different in Christmas music mm-hmm. than any other music.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
5: um so in the in the holiday one hundred, uh, typically we're having more in this list by Acapella Group Pentatonics. Than we do by Michael Buble, even though Michael Buble is considered kind of the king of current Christmas music. Uh, and I think it's because Pentatonix gives us still the exact same music, but in a, a pleasing way that is just different enough to make us kind of stand back in awe. Because we realize we're hearing these classic Christmas songs the way we want to hear them but there's no instrument. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm, I'm still enjoying this. Like I would if I was listening to the original version, but somehow they're doing it with just voices. And that kind of puts us in a almost its own state of wonder.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah. Because it's not only comforting mm-hmm. with the nostalgia of a song that we know and love, but it's also captivating in the fact that it's being sung in a way that we've never heard before, mm-hmm. but yep. good.
5: Right, and Pentatonix got popular from the sing-off, which was a fantastic, fantastic comp- vocal competition show, which I really wish they'd bring back. But they didn't really like take off to their superstardom like they have now Till they started doing Christmas music. They came out with that first Christmas album, which I think they have three or four now, but came out with that first Christmas album And it blew everything else out of the water that year. And it sent them to this kind of superstar stratus that most acapella groups, I'd say nearly every other acapella group, will never reach. Yeah. (laughs) I can only think of two acapella groups ever, right off the top of my head, and that's Pentatonix and Acapella. Yeah, Which was a Christian (laughs) Christian band. Uh (laughs)
4: Uh-huh.
5: And I think it's only because their name is the style of music.
4: Acapella, yep. (laughs) (laughs)
5: yep so when it comes down to it the reason why so much of the top 100 or the top 20 however you want to look at it is either the original version of these songs from decades ago or covers of those original versions is because we just look for something different with Christmas music Mm -hmm. than we do any other time of the year that's all it boils down to nostalgia it's a powerful thing
4: Mm -hmm. yeah
5: any last words um, What's your favorite Christmas song? I'm pretty certain. I don't, I, oh, okay. yeah, we were going <laughs> to.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I will tell you one song that I really like. It's new.
5: What's your favorite new Christmas song? That's the question we're talking about. You ready? Yeah.
4: You make it feel like Christmas by Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. OK, OK. Mm-hmm.
5: My favorite new Christmas song? is Never Ending Christmas by Peabod. it's just it's fun it's a fun christmas song
4: that's how i feel about you make it feel like christmas yeah mm-hmm. i don't think sweet i've actually heard that sweet gingerbread made with molasses my oh, okay. heart skips and i reacted
5: okay that's a different that's a different tone than i thought that song was going to take i, I love
4: title. it i love it uh,
5: listen to both those songs I this week everybody thank that's your assignment baby. <laughs> not most version make it the feel real one
1: like christmas <laughs>
5: Now, in our first two discussions, we talked about all of the Christmas classics, but as we made clear in both, the number one Christmas song of all time is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You. Tomorrow, we're going to learn way more than we ever wanted to know about this Christmas earworm.
4: When we come back, we'll share some things that we love. Stick around.
5: Love Thy Nerd emphasizes relational outreach. From huge convention halls to local game nights across the world, LTN wants to show the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. We are always developing resources and guides to help you grow nerd ministry in your area and expanding our reach as a ministry into all areas of nerd culture. Connect with us on social media at Love Thy Nerd and at LTN on air and join in.
4: Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show, and things are winding down for the day.
5: Now, before we go, we want to share some things that we love. Do you want to go first? Want to go first? I don't have a lot to say about mine because I can't. But my favorite thing this week is Spider-Man No Way Home. I can't tell you anything Mm -hmm. about it.
4: I can't tell you why.
5: I can't (laughs) tell you why I loved it. I can't tell you my preparation for how I enjoyed it you just got to know. Can't do any of that, because all of it could be spoilers. Even me saying that there are spoilers could be a spoiler. So I'm just going to say it's a great movie, probably my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. Go watch it.
4: All right. Now, I'm going to bring it back, because it's Christmas week, and we're not referencing Spider-Man superhero movies right now, homie. (laughs) My something that I love this week is a Christmas movie.
5: Oh, gross. Uh,
4: Die hard. A Boy Named Christmas. Huh? On Netflix. What? Mm, It's so good.
5: I've never heard of it.
4: So I'm pretty certain it's a new Netflix original this year. Um, This is the first time that I'm seeing it, at least. And it is about, oh, A Boy Called Christmas. I'm sorry.
5: A Boy Called Christmas.
4: A Boy Called Christmas. And yes, it is new this year 2021 and it's just about a boy whose mom um had passed away but before she passed away she would tell him about the story of these elves in this far-off land and a girl who happened upon where the elves live one one day and spent a day with them and then made her way Back home. Um, So, this story ended up becoming legend, and some people believed it, some people didn't. And obviously, if the boy's called Christmas and his name is Nicholas, you can kind of guess where it goes head elf. (laughs) Something like that. Okay, got it. It's it's really good. It's really good. It's just a good. Spin. So it's
5: another. It's another a, a different retelling take on the origins of Santa, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Much like but it's uh, so good. uh One I think came out either last year or the year before, called uh, I think it's just called Claus, but with a K.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I haven't seen that one.
5: And uh, I'm pretty sure that was a Netflix one too.
4: So. That is animated. Yes. A Boy Called Christmas is not. It's not, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
5: that one was also just a wildly different wildly different take on how Santa Claus came to be that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. It's kind of dark, but entertaining, yeah. funny. Uh, I liked it. A Boy Called Christmas is really good. A Boy good. Called Christmas. And I might it, have to give it a shot.
4: There's a lot of like, I would say it leans more towards fantasy, which is typically not my cup of tea. Me neither. But... I loved it. Okay. Really good.
5: I'm going to give it a try. I'm going <laughs> to give it a try. Mo, let's end with our verse for the day.
4: Our verse for the day is Matthew 1, 21. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their
5: sins. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit Love Nerd.com slash partner, and you can choose LTN radio from the drop down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. And
4: make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for at the back row LTN and connect with us.
5: We'll be back tomorrow morning. We hope you will too. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.